Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And... We're still here. From roommates to co-hosts, this is the Back Check with Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner, your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the puck. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Backcheck. Brendan and Stefan here, as always. This is the Backcheck on Unhinged Radio, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. I hope you're listening to Unhinged Radio. They got a ton of great shows, especially after partnering with the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. So, we have a lot to talk about on this episode. Evander Kane's back in the news, NHL 22 had a cover gaffe, and Reconquist is gone. We're going to dive into the Islanders and Rangers lineups as well. But it is very unfortunate that we're going to have to kick things off with basically just a bunch of heavy hearts around the hockey community right now. It's It's been a rough, rough last couple of days. Not anything that anybody can control. It's unfortunate that, that this has happened. But a lot of members of the hockey world have been lost over the last five or six days. Yeah, I mean... Rago Barry gone, 80 years old, obviously Ranger legend, Mr. Ranger, first Ranger to have his number retired. Jimmy Hayes, I mean, died yesterday. Yeah. And that was a shock because, I mean, all these deaths are shocks. You don't want to see anyone die, but, I mean, playing in the NHL two years ago, you just didn't, you thought it was a hoax. You know, Bucci Gross released a tweet saying that he had passed away and everyone's retweeting it and quote tweeting it and then. Like, all right, is it true? I mean, why would he he lie? He's very, you know, everyone believes what he yeah. says. And then, of course, a bigger names started retweeting that, and that was rough. And a couple of days earlier, we lost three, like, 16-year-olds in a car crash that played in the WHL Delta Academy. I mean, 16, 15-year-olds, car, I, that's just heartbreaking. Like, they didn't get to live a life. I know... You know, Gobert, he, he lived, I mean, 80. Again, too soon nowadays, people live a lot longer than that. But, I mean, 16, 15, that's just, that that sucks. And, yeah. again, no doubt, it doesn't matter what age you are, but, I mean, they didn't even get to live a, a life at all. And I know that Hayes just celebrated his son's birthday, like, less than 24 hours prior to that. The whole family was over. I know his wife posted on Instagram a great picture of all of them, and then just like that. Yeah, I mean, the three kids passing away hit home just because, you know, that you never want to see that. I think any time the younger people pass away, it's it's tough on everybody because everyone can relate to that kind of heartbreak. Um, the Rajil Bear one, like you said, he was older. It's still Mr. Ranger. You don't want to see him pass. I actually, the Rangers used to let young kids go to casino night. I'm not yeah. sure why, but I met him when I was like eight a couple of times and uh, you would see him all around the garden of his autograph on a couple of things too. So he was just, he loved the fans. He loved that arena, loved everything the Rangers stood for. So uh, for him to, to now not be at MSG anymore, it's going to be tough. And I mean, the Jimmy Hayes one just hit home for everybody. Uh, I, like you I said, obviously you're never going to hear any bad things about anyone when they die, but the amount of support and the words about, he was one of those guys that if you walked into the room, you were laughing. I don't know who tweeted out, or but someone said he was so funny that you were cracking up nonstop laughing before he delivered the punchline. And I saw there was an interview um, when he was on the, the Devils for a little bit. He was interviewed asking, you know, how does it feel that you're not in the lineup every day? Like you're more scratched than playing. And he said, hey, it is what it is. My job, if I could be around the guys in the locker room, make them laugh, cheer people up, I mean, I love doing that. And that's that was his role, and apparently that's what he did in life every day. He made people smile and laugh. And, 
Yeah, I mean, of course, obviously, we don't want to talk about death the whole time, but this has just been a, an awful week in the NHL. I just want to end in hockey. I just want to say the names of the, the three boys that did pass away. It's Caleb Reimer, Ronan Sharma, and Parker Magnuson. So rest in peace to all these these guys, and hopefully this, you know, we can get into the season without any more because it's just, it's just too tough. It's terrible. Yeah, so... Rest in peace to all of them. You know, we're we're with all their families. You know, Jimmy Hayes, like you said, wife, two young kids. That's really unfortunate. The families of the three boys that passed away. And, of course, Roger Bear's family and the Rangers community is grieving there. So when we come back from this, you know, little commercial break here, we're going to dive into the rest of the show. But uh, our thoughts are with all the families that lost loved ones over the last week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome back to the Back Check, episode 46, and let's start to dive into things here. So, obviously, an emotional start to the episode, but now we're going to get into some lighter stuff, some hockey talk, and uh, before we do that, obviously, we got to kick it off to Stefan. You know, we didn't even get to say, how are you, buddy? So, we'll say the how are you, and uh, what, what stories you got this week for us running around uh, your international travels? <laughs> Not international, it's national, but I mean... You know, back home finally after two weeks on vacation. It was great. I was in Cali for a few days and then Disney with my girlfriend celebrating her birthday in our four year. It was an amazing time. I mean, Disney's the most magical place on earth and it was great. Great time. Hot, very hot. Definitely very hot. We were sweating, walking all over, but great exercise. I mean, everything was great. The, the fireworks, beautiful. But as always, when Stefan goes anywhere and anything happens in Stefan's life, there's always a story with it. And, um, DoorDash, first off, DoorDash, shame on you. This this story, I mean, so, you know, we're in a time crunch every day, pretty much. We want to get to the park. So we ordered food one morning for breakfast, and we waited an hour for the food. You know, we're watching on the app. It's ready. Oh, cool. The food's ready, waiting for it to come, and all of a sudden, our DoorDasher cancels. And, you know, I don't know what to do in that situation, so I call the restaurant, and I say, yeah, we have an, an order under so-and-so name is it ready yeah it's waiting here why uh, our DoorDasher canceled oh i'm sorry to hear that uh we don't deliver i said um all right let me call DoorDash. and these people i mean i got pretty pissed off so i called DoorDash and i say hey our food's ready but our DoorDasher canceled like we just sent another DoorDash. i'm sorry there's nothing we could do i said what we've waited an hour plus for this food you're telling me that it's just sitting at the restaurant now. We have no car. We can't get it. Perkins, the place that's the food that has the food, doesn't deliver. What do we do? I'm sorry. There's nothing we could do. I said, that's ridiculous. He goes, I'm sorry. There's nothing we do. And he starts reading to me a script. And that's when I'm getting pissed. And I said, <laughs> I, I literally looked, I literally said on the phone, I said, I know you really don't know what you're doing. And I know you're just reading off a script right now. I know you can help me. Can I talk to management? And I started cursing, and my girlfriend didn't like that, and she's—I was just furious because not even that, you know, we didn't—we get—we get the credit for the meal. That's fine, but we were starving, and we waited an hour, and we had to get to the parks. We don't really have time to do anything else and eat. So he's like, "Let me, let me, let me send you to a manager real quick." I was like, "All right, fine." And then after like waiting on hold, I just hung up. I got a call back. I'm like, "Oh great, this is the manager." Same guy goes, "Hi, I'm, our, our phone call was disconnected." I said, "Just leave me, leave me the f alone." And I hung up. And we got, we got, we got. Uh, my girlfriend typed to them we got $10 credit and I look at her and go oh great they just paid for our, our service fee so when we ordered DoorDash later in the week the service fee was eight ninety five. it's ridiculous and I was like that. it's just like so how much just, was the order for the food I don't, I don't it doesn't matter to me I was hungry I didn't care about the money and what time is it we ordered food probably at like 10.45 and this was around 12 
and we're going to the park at one, at twelve thirty. You could have gotten food at Disney, but you could have oh, used so that reimbursement. Yeah, you could have gotten one French fry at Disney <laughs> for the same price as you know yeah. your total DoorDash order. We ate we ate well. I'll say we ate well at Disney. It was it was a very. Did you good drink summer. around the world at Epcot? We did drink around the world at Epcot? There you go. The were best drink was like buck. I was. The thing was though, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, Brendan. And, um, Correct. You have to try all the countries. Oh, but of course. We come did. on, I you think... were you had no car there. You were taking Ubers regardless. You got to get a little. Oh buckle. yeah, I know it was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. The frozen drinks, I mean, those are the way to go when it's when it's ninety five and the humidity makes it feel like two hundred and seven degrees Correct. outside. I can only drink so many of those before a my brain starts to scream and two I start getting that sugar hangover before I even well, get drunk. Well, not every drink was frozen, but we at the last place we had in. Um, Mexico, we, we took our drinks to go because we couldn't even finish them with dinner. They were so heavy and they're huge. And I was like, all right, we're just going to, like, you could take your drinks to go. It's crazy. We, can I have a to go cup for my alcoholic beverage so I can walk it, around? Isn't it amazing how Disney is so, like, I went to Disney when I was younger. Yes. Yeah, and I didn't even realize people were drunk there. Now I feel like if I go to Disney, the amount of people I'll see that are my age that you could just tell are, like, you know, chugging alcohol, drinking around the world. What a you're right, it is a magical place. <laughs> you could be two or twenty two and you don't it doesn't matter, you're gonna love it. I mean when we were younger, Brendan, our minds were like Buzz Lightyear, that's about it. Uh, we didn't we weren't thinking into I don't know, alcohol is a thing. See, I I wasn't a big fan of like superheroes or I think you were gonna say alcohol, like I'd be like, Good, Brendan, you finish. No, not not growing up, yeah. That I wasn't a fan of until you know, I started playing competitive hockey at an older age. But uh we <laughs> we were uh I was a big fan of Belle. I can tell you that from Beauty and the Beast. That that yeah. was my that was my favorite part of Disney. Um, but no, Disney is a, is a great place. I did you go to like every? Did you what, what's the ride? Oh my god, with the Yeti, Mount Everest. Did you ride do, Everest? Do I do roller? I do not do roller coasters. Come on, you got to do that. Dude, Space the Mountain. Tea, the teacups got me uh, in a, in a funk. Well, the teacups get everyone dizzy. They're, they're Dude. awful. I mean, I, I, no, I'm not a, we're, we weren't, we're not big ride people. We went more for the experience. We did go on Avatar was sick. If, if you've seen the movie Avatar with the blue people. Yes. Um, when, I love it. The, the mineral that you have to get is called unobtainium. Like they were so original. They worked like years on this movie and that's what they came up with as the mineral that they have to go and get. But it was like a, a virtual, you're on a, you're, you're sitting in a seat, but it drops and moves into the screen and you're just put into the world it, it was it was pretty sick, but once you once you realize you're enjoying the ride, it's over. Correct, it, so, it does like, go fast. Yeah, but it, no, it was it was a really cool experience. Animal Kingdom was great. We went on a nice little safari, saw some animals. Yeah, cool. But um, yeah, Disney was fun. The flight home though got delayed five times. That was great. And then wait, <laughs> so that we finally get so we were supposed to leave. Our flight was supposed to take off at seven thirty. We didn't take off till after ten thirty. Then it's delayed a little bit longer while we're in the air, and it's whatever. We finally land. Everyone stands up. We get an announcement. Sorry, guys. We're having trouble getting the jetway attached to the plane. Please hold. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. You can't get the jetway? First, I didn't know what a jetway was. I just assumed it's the thing that, like, attaches the plane to yeah. the air. Yeah. So I was I was like, how do you not know how to do this? You've done this millions of times a day. How, how do you not know how to put it? Isn't it like... It's definitely not Velcro, obviously. It's not easy like that, but how are you having a hard time? Uh, listen, if it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. And then you get way. off the plane. I'm like, all right, I got to pee. I, I don't pee on planes. That's like my rule. I'm against it because I was locked in the bathroom once when I was like five. Oh, my God. And You're I had sicko. Like a I had like a panic attack. So even on my six-hour flight to Cali, I just don't go to – I've been to Cali a couple of times, and I've never had – like got, even if I had to go to the bathroom, I won't. Just from that PTSD that I got from being locked in the bathroom where like – I was like four or five. Like we're we're gonna around. fly together somewhere, and I'm going to lock you in a bathroom just so I you mean, can get that's over fine. it. That, that's fine, but that's we get brutal. off. We get off the plane, and it just so happens at 12:40 in the morning, they're cleaning the men's room. Like, give me a break. You couldn't yeah. wait till the last. Like everyone cleared out, they have to clean the men's room. Yeah, absurd. But anyway, NHL cover it got a lot of people in a funk, Brendan. <laughs> and oh, I was one of them. Oh, I know you were, and I get your point. Austin Matthews back on the cover again. He did score 41 goals with a broken wrist. And lost in the first round again, too, but I guess we'll look that over. Just look at the market. See, people, everyone's going, oh, my God, how do you do that? You can't do that again. That's Oh, my God. Because they recycled Ovi. They recycled him. It doesn't matter because guess what? Most people 
first off, the cover means absolutely nothing. I know you wanted Panarin. No. That's why Ranger fans were in a bad mood no. because See, they they I they teased Panarin. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Okay, that was and then you dumb. put the same guy on the cover that's been on the cover already two years ago. It makes no sense. No, it that's makes not your sense. only market. Your bigger market is the United States, first of all. But you're, but it's not like a guy that he, you don't think. All right, let's say he wasn't take team aside or whatever. The guy scored forty one goals, and he's a feast of the league. Young guys love Correct. us, Matthews. They want I, I to go buy him. No problem with him being the cover if he wasn't just on the damn cover. It makes no sense why you would do that. You. you it's you have next, other superstars. Yeah, but they're probably looking at it as they want to get more people involved. People that already buy the NHL game, I feel like no everyone says, I'm not going to buy it this year, ends up buying it. So they're not marketing to the old people. They're marketing to the young kids that have never played Chell, NHL. So what did you want somebody that was more recently drafted? No, they want a star in the league that everyone loves. Who doesn't love Austin Matthews? And it's next-gen Why console, frostbites into then. the game. Who doesn't know. love Austin Matthews? There, there's a list. No, but the market, Canada is your biggest market. Most people like Austin Matthews. I personally think it would have been hysterical if Pat Maroon was on the cover. That would have been awesome with him just drinking out of the cup or something. I think it could be anyone in this damn league besides Austin Matthews again and Ovechkin again. I don't know. I think Pat Maroon would have been cool. Someone that, but again, you're, you're marketing names. People like Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin. So if you're Ovechkin. going with the next-gen thing, why don't you have Sidney Crosby holding a cup? And then below it is a young kid reaching up for it. Oh, wow. I just thought of a better cover than they did because it took them two and a half seconds. Oh, let's go through our contacts to see who we want on the cover this year. And I guess they only have Alexander Ovechkin and Austin Matthews in their contact list. So they got to keep calling both of them because they, they're running out of connects in the NHL. Bum, bum franchise. Just so that we could all score cross case goals again for no, another you, 12 apparently months. You can't. No, you can't. They said this, they said this last year, too. <laughs> you know what's Look crazy? Features. You watch the trailer, and you always watch going, wow, this looks amazing, and then you realize you'll never, ever play like the the trailer ever looks. Like, the, the game never plays that smooth. No. I don't know. Can you... I don't even know yeah, how they... So. How do they make trailers? Like, how does that even happen? Because that's not how the game... Like, you play any game, any video game, and the trailer makes it seem like... It's you're animated. Gonna... No, I know. But, like, why is that not the game? I like... There's a few things I like from the trailer, but, again, they have to... When you slide now, you don't just stop like a like a dead fish just standing there. You slide with momentum. That's kind of cool. You cut to the outside and then to the inside, and you use your offhand to knock the opposing stick out of the way. That's kind of cool. A new Is that goalie all from the trailer. Yeah. Then that See? won't be in the game. <laughs> yeah. That will not I, I, be. In the I love game. how they. I love how they add a ferocious hit in the trailer, and it's like that. The whole game is just ferocious hits. Every hit you make is not realistic because in the NHL you don't. I mean, when I play my video game, I'm probably like 50, 60 hits per game because I just lay people out. I'm just a man of steel, just crushing people and feeling ultra-powerful. It's brutal. And while I was watching the trailer, the next video said, celebration when you score 1,000 goals in the NHL. I don't have the time to play be a promo and score 1,000 goals. I'm sorry. I've never once in a video game, whether it be NHL or MLB, have ever once finished, not even just a season in be a pro. I've never finished a season. In franchise mode, I've never, ever finished a season. I'm terrible at that. I can't imagine scoring a 1,000 goals. Like, my, my rookie last... My, my be a pro this past game is killing it. I'm, like, leading the league. But I don't think I can do that for six, seven years. I Correct. can't play through that. Uh, and by the time I, I'm done... By the time I'm, for that, what? like, where you can continue it out to the next game? I don't know. See, that Probably that's not. the only way I would ever be able to do it. You have to get a PS5 now, Brendan. Why? There's no you can't PS5 can't play PS4 in NHL. Why I can't play you online because it's next gen and the fr- the next gen the way it works well, they're not compatible. I mean, unless you're buying it for me, it's yeah, still like eight hundred and fifty dollars. No, it's not. You probably get I, I got mine for. I looked it up because I was thinking about it, and it's it's. Oof, I'm not doing it. How crazy is that? I get the cross platform like yeah, that's wishful thinking. They need to like make money, and if you know that's not going to work, but. How can PS5 not play PS4? Now your friends can't play with you. $1,200 at Walmart. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm looking at it right the now. PS, I, got, I got my PS5 for, I think, I want to say like 400 and something. And look, I got the, the cheapest dig, one I am looking at version. right now is $709. That's and I can brutal. tell you with my full heart, 
I will not pay that for a video game console. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I don't even know. You you tell me where you got yours for a normal price, and I'll get. I one. got mine on PlayStation, waiting on a queue for about three hours. Yeah, that that time does not. Uh, I will wait five minutes, and if I'm not in that queue, I will say f this and turn on my PlayStation well, Four, which I don't even use that much anyway to justify. So spending why it. don't you sell your PS Four back to GameStop and make twelve dollars? No, because you will get money back for it, plus your games, plus your remote, and then trade in for the PS5, and it is cheaper. It, it's going to be cheaper, obviously. You're selling it back. That might be a smart idea. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on the Backtracks page on, Go, uh, on Twitter. We're going to start a GoFundMe to get Brendan a PS5 so that he and Stefan can, can play together uh, while NHL 22 runs rampant as the same exact game that was the last seven years. You know who so, needs a GoFundMe? Evander Kane needs a GoFundMe. Evander Kane needs a lot. Evander Kane's a uh, nincompoop, if I can say that word without saying any other word, because he's just a dirtbag, it seems like. First off, you know, the whole thing with his ex-wife and him betting on San Jose Sharks games, and it's like, all right, do we believe that he actually did that? I bet he gambled on sports and everything like that, but That's I don't... A great pun. Shark? No, you just said, I bet he gambled on sports. <laughs> I'm too tired to realize that Brendan good catch. No, but I'm. It just, he does that. Then his teammates don't want to be around him. And now you find out in 2018 he got a girl pregnant for the third time. A lot of issues there if it's a third time and you're having issues. But we're not going to get into that. But apparently, first two times he begged her not begged her to get an abortion because it would ruin his career. Third time he said the same thing. He said, "I'll pay you one to two million dollars." She was going to carry the baby out. She aborts it, and then he goes psych. And um, now she's filing in court. She's can filing you, in court. Can you be the court reporter for this? <laughs> if I read the proceedings and it goes pregnant for the third time, supposed to pay for the psych. <laughs> so now she's fighting to get the money because he technically told her via texts, and which now I guess I don't know anything about law, but apparently she's now in the discovery phase, where she can use the text and stuff as evidence to start the process. And I think they said there's like nine rounds. But she get like the first. She she won the first round. I'm not I'm not a boxing fan either. But apparently that's the way they termed it. Like she won round one, and there's nine rounds to get through. But it's a good start for her. And I mean, this guy. They choose nine rounds as a symbolic thing for pregnancy. In this particular know, case, it may not be nine, but sure that if that floats her boat. But I mean, Evander Kane. First off, this also means, and I don't want to like assume anything. But if this is back in 2018, that means he cheated on his wife at least three times. Right then and there, because his wife is still his wife. They're not ex yet. They're going through a divorce, but not in three... Well, if that happened once in... I don't think he got her pregnant three times in 2018. Again, I don't know a lot of the details, but... I mean, it would destroy his life, destroy his career. It's a good batting average. Yes, yes, it's a good batting average, Brendan. There you because go. Because Zabanajad had a great season a couple of years ago. His shooting percentage wasn't even that high. <laughs> uh, again, it's not a good situation at all, and I feel for the girl. Like You're boarding your kid for $2 million. You best be getting that money. Because if you have the kid, he's got to pay child support anyway. She wanted the kid. Uh, again, a lot more issues involved if it's a third time. But... The court ruled in her favor for round one, so we'll see what happens with that. But it's just not good for Vander Kane. Just, just not good at all. Uh, we come back from this commercial break. Henrik Lundqvist announces retirement, and we'll get into that. Get into a little more too. Do we think a defenseman will ever reach 100 points ever again after this break? All right, Brendan. I know you don't really want to talk about it, but anyways, it was a very sad time when this happened. What was it last week? But uh, Henrik Lundqvist coming back from open heart surgery last year. He signed a, a free agent deal with the Capitals. Thought that was going to happen. That was going to be an ugly look. No one wanted to see him play for Washington, but definitely nobody wanted to see him not play due to injury. Seems that he was going to come back and try to make his way back to the NHL, but ultimately he decides to retire. Probably the right move and the Rangers didn't even wait to announce that his jersey will be retired and he I know on Twitter he was just like this is unreal I never I mean this is 
as a boy just wanting to play hockey starting at eight or nine years old. Never could have imagined that he'd play in the NHL as long as he did. And then at the end of the day, he'd have his number retired in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of sports. I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, you're sitting here telling me to try to spend $1,200 on a PS5. I'm spending $1,200 to go watch that guy's jersey go up into the rafters, man. Uh, first of all, what a career. I know that as soon as you say that, the first response is from everyone that's not arranged. Oh, no cups. Can't be a king with no cups. Shut up. If, if he was on any other team, if you put him on any team that Marc-Andre Fleury won a cup on, he has more cups than Fleury. And I can say that wholeheartedly. He was a better goaltender than Flurry. He was a Agreed. better goaltender than the majority of the goaltenders of his generation. The Agreed. only one that's even close to him is Carey Price, who we've watched now struggle the last three years during the regular season at a much younger age than Lundqvist ever struggled at. So I don't think people will ever appreciate how good he was. And the Hockey Hall of Fame argument, if you say, oh, you know, he was mediocre, his 2.43 goals against average is only a 2.43 goals against average because of the numbers he put up over the last two or three seasons. That's where it went up. And he also won a gold medal with Sweden. This isn't the NHL Hall of Fame. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. That counts. He did win something. He also won a Vesna. He was a finalist for three straight years. He was a top six Vesna candidate for ten straight years. I mean, this, you're talking about a guy that had multiple seasons of eight-plus shutouts. Every single number is ridiculous. And then what he did for the hockey community overall with his foundation, oh, yeah. all that stuff, world-class. So he will be missed in the game. I think it's extremely sad that he was kind of forced into retirement, not by a team, not by his own not being able to play anymore, but by a heart condition because he's still not medically cleared. And I think that that took a toll on him, and he wants to get healthy. Uh, he probably will never say it, but I, I can't imagine that that feels good, right? I mean, I would think that if he had the opportunity to come back and, and stay healthy and maybe sign again with the Rangers or go to one more team and have one more chance at winning a cup, that's how he would have wanted to end it. So... I will, I will say that, that that part hurts. But if you ever want to hear an arena go crazy and see a lot of emotion, when they pick a date for his retirement uh, ceremony, MSG is going to be wild. Yeah, and they'll pick that. You'll probably find about it soon because they want to sell tickets. But you look at it, and first off, the people that are saying that Richter was better than Lundqvist, I'm not a Ranger fan, but I know for a fact that's just not the case. Because you look at the numbers, and yeah, didn't Richter not not even play during the playoff run? Like he was in and out of the starting job when they went to the cup. No, no, he was their he was their starter. Are you sure? Because I, I saw someone that that said that he didn't play some of the games in the first round, and he then he finally took over and and finished it and on their way. But like, I, I don't know. I, I did look this at the, comparison. You look at the stats though, and it's like Longus's playoff stats were. Absurd, and it doesn't mean a matter of stats. You watched him play; it was him versus the other team more often than not, and he kept his team in it every step of the way. Take out Carolina series where he played that last game and the depressing look. And he like, wasn't that even does... supposed to start because it was supposed to be Shesterkin, and yeah, that doesn't count. I mean, you watched him in the playoffs and in their run when they lost to the Kings. Like the guy was unreal. <laughs> the guy was unreal, and for his whole career. He was, it was, if Lundqvist wasn't on his game, they probably weren't winning. And they won a lot of games because of him. And I know when they lost, he always took the blame, even though it was never his fault. But, like, first off, if you're congratulating a guy, why are you going to start a conversation about who was better? How about you respect the guy? Richter and Lundqvist are probably friends. No one's comparing, like, why, why are you comparing their careers? Lundqvist is probably a top five goalie all time. But again, stats don't tell the story. You had to... I mean, we didn't get to watch the greats play that came before us, obviously. I mean, yeah, on film. But like, we didn't watch them. And then people could say, oh, we look at their stats. Stats don't say crap. Stats... You know, I guess stats mean something if you're going about winning awards or Hall of Fame, I guess. But like, watching their compete level, watching the way they play, the amazing saves don't come up on the stat sheet. The time and time again where he bailed his team out with ridiculous saves... And they won games. That's not on the stat sheet. The win might be in the stat sheet. The loss might be in the stat sheet. The goals he allowed. But the thousands of highlight reel saves he had over his career are never going to show up. And as goalie myself, obviously growing up, did I love Lundqvist? No. Did I respect the heck out of him and want to be like him, making ridiculous saves and 
helped my team win? Yeah, of course. Every kid did. So I think the fact that we want to go and compare real quick, right when this guy's retiring, oh, well, Richter is better. First off, doesn't matter until, no, he wasn't. He I, wasn't. I, don't, <laughs> he I wrote, wasn't I wrote an article about this that compared the two. They're the two best goaltenders in Rangers history. Jockerman might be a close battle with Richter for second, but to yeah. me it's not even close to who's number one. I mean, he's the franchise leader in everything, Lundqvist. So he's number one, and Richter had a phenomenal career. Richter had a great contribution to the Rangers history now at that 94 Cup run. Richter was phenomenal when he needed to be, but overall his numbers were not anywhere near what Lundqvist were and for as long as Lundqvist was able to do it. So when you look in the long grand scheme of things, Henrik Lundqvist is the better goaltender. Um, they're both great. They're both Rangers legends, and I think it should be left like that. And uh, they're, they're, like you said, there should be no comparison, especially like that. I can understand the comparisons between Lundqvist and Price, right? I can understand those types of things because – and Luongo too, which, by the way, did you see Luongo's tweet? Hey, two legends, no cup podcast. Two goalies, I, one, two goalies, no cup. And I, I think that's hysterical because the, you're you're talking about the two probably the best two goaltenders that don't have a cup that are not active right now. Because Price playing, he still has a chance to potentially win one. Yeah, but, Montreal. By the way, did you see that uh, Montreal? Who was it? Who just left Tampa and went to um, Oh Savard? He goes, yeah, Montreal's goal is to, is to win the cup next season and then someone cool tweeted and said as is the goal of every other franchise in the nhl like, correct i don't even know if they're good enough to get to the playoffs let alone the cup it's I don't gonna think be tough so. I, I think it was a beautiful story last year but i don't think so it's not even about them if they play the same exact way they did last year right they're which was good it. enough they're not not in that division <laughs> no like they got a great draw being in that north division now you're coming into and you, also, you, got, you also got the best matchup possible playing the Leafs in round one. I mean, <laughs> they don't win round one. It didn't look so. like it was at first. No, of course. Everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the year that the Leafs make it out. And, of course, they don't. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to face a powerhouse like the Leafs ever in the playoffs. But if you're going to do it, you want to play them in the first round. It'd be scary once they get past the first round. Because then they like the weight. It's all weight right now. It's it's all mental pressure that's adding to it. Like, so once they get over that hunt, I get They'll they'll make they'll probably go on a deep run once they do that and might win a cup. They just got to get past that round. But I, I think know. I think Leafs are going to celebrate so hard after winning, like and getting out of that first round, that they're going to get swept in the second round. They're going to be like the Montreal Canadiens flipping cop cars, where everyone's like, "Oh my god, why are they flipping out like that? They just won one. They just won one game, one round." They'll Only the- two players in the last twenty three years that have been on the cover of NHL twenty two have gone past the first round. I so, haha, Austin Matthews, you being on back-to-back, you know, two out of three years, I should say, covers means you're guaranteeing it? another first-round exit for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who was it? Was it Crosby, one of them? Um, I don't think so. I think it was Tarasenko and Ovechkin. Okay, fair. Yeah, Matthews is on it twice. He's never made past the first round. I know Kane and Taves didn't make it past. I know Taves and Kane. And King were supposed to be on the cover together, but then King got those allegations against him. They took him off, which would have been a sick cover, by the way. With both of them on it, but they they were they out. both on it at one point. They were, but they took it off because King was being um, uh, accused of sexual assault. Yeah, so they took him off the cover right before they released it. It was supposed to be him and Taves, I think, with the cup, and uh, they got rid of that because of false accusations. Nice. Uh, yeah, got a lot of guilty before innocent. Yeah, it's it's a bad look for the NHL if they keep him on there. And I mean, the trial is happening. So what what happens if he is charged and he's on the cover? That's not a good look. I get why they took him off, but at the same time, it would have been a cool cover. Um, excuse me, I am exhausted, brother. My flight got it at two ten in the morning. So like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Shocked. Yeah, no excuses, excuses, my man. We right. gotta get you some Mountain Dew. Get your get your hopes up. Well, Celsius, by the way. I don't know if you know what that is, but it pretty much is like Mountain Dew times four thousand, and it's I, I take it I drink it's like an energy drink, but it's not a Red Bull, it's no artificial crap, whatever you want to believe. I don't even read the fine print anymore. I'm like, oh, this tastes good. Well, they sell they sell um like the sugar pouches that you just pour into your drink now. So instead of me buying one for three dollars every single time I want to go out and go to the gym, I bought a twelve uh eleven how many in the pack? I think it's twelve for like ten bucks on Amazon in bulk. So. Bought that on the flight yesterday. 
Well, we've yeah. got to reach out to them for uh, for a sponsorship with that plug Celsius. you just gave them there. I literally just heard the Celsius the whole time. I mean, it's it's tremendous. Great drink. I got no artificial orange. flavors. Gets me uh, hyped up for the gym. It, it but, just keeps me away. I'm not going to die. But, I can't you know, do pre-workout. I, I don't do that either. Like, if I'm going to the gym, I'm just going to go to the gym. But yeah, when you're getting at two o'clock and you want to go to the gym at eight thirty and you're on zero, and you need energy. I mean, today's today's chest day, so like, I gotta be awake. I'm gonna drop that thing on myself. Oh, that'll wake you up. Oh, that'll wake me up. You think like, energy drinks work? Drop a drop a barbell <laughs> right on that chest. Punch me in the face. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go into uh, hundred points for a defenseman. I know we talked about this briefly on our own, but Leach last one to do it right. So. This was something that we were texting about. Like, what do you want to talk about in this show? And to me, this is so interesting. Interesting. Because, like, you have people in the older days that used to score 100 points at will. Um, Some goalies were cones. No offense to any goalie that played during that time. I I agree. It it wasn't anything to do with that. These defensemen were phenomenal, but at the same time, it was much easier to score. So... The record for most points in a season is Bobby Orr, 139 in 78 games, which is just absurd. You're talking about <laughs> almost two points per game for a defenseman. But uh, Paul Coffey did it 138 in 79 games um, in 85-86. But the last person to do it was Brian Leach in 1991-92. So there's only five defensemen all time that have actually had 100 points. Bobby Orr, Paul Coffey, Brian Leach. Al McInnes and Dennis Potvin. So those five, only five to ever do it. And the only one that's come close since then is Brian Leach. Um, Brian Leach. Brent Burns. Brent Burns in two, 2018 to 2019 at 83 points. So in the 2000s, that's really the closest that I can see anybody has been to that mark. And I get that. And then he would be the guy because he is a forward and a defenseman. And he has that forward mentality when he plays defense, which ends up hurting himself defensively. But, uh, you know, we talked about it. Do we think that would ever happen again? And we, we have reasons. And I'll start with the, the goalies are just too freaking good. That people, you can't just walk around two guys and score about, you know, these guys were scoring 10 goals a game. Their teams were scoring back in the day. And they were probably scoring three or four. And if you're a, a scoring defenseman, I mean, we've seen goals go in from the, the blue line, right inside the blue line. That goals, now that doesn't happen. It's happened a few times, and goalies look terrible, and that does happen. But goalies are too good. Defense is usually too good. And I thought about it, too. Like, if you're a defenseman scoring 100 points, your team's either in the playoffs or your team's terrible because defense is just not a thought. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have guys in, like, Cam Carr coming in, Quinn Hughes, we, you know, amazing talented young defensemen but they'll rack up assists more than going to rack up goals and i just don't think we're going to get well, to a that's point where, how. They're, where they're well they that's how most of them get the 100 points yeah, but i'm correct. saying though they definitely had more of an off they scored more goals probably back, they were they weren't 90 assists so like the most goals by a defenseman paul coffee had 48 yeah you'll never see that again no that that's a record that won't be touched but he also had 90 assists that year to get to 130. Yeah, you're not. That's just not. It's just not happening. It's, it was easier to score back then. Because I, my whole thing when I was looking at this was, didn't Kucherov have like 138 points like two yeah, or three years ago? Absurd. And people were like, "Oh my god, he just touched 138." Defensemen were doing that. So <laughs> I don't know. Now Paul Coffey also played on Edmonton team that had Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, He's and all and t- um, the greatest Islanders. Team Dyn- of all time. Dynasties, yeah, all time. Leach, you look at, and they were the first Rangers team to win a cup in 55. Like, they were the President's Trophy winners, all this yeah. stuff. Bobby Orr is Bobby Orr. We already know that. But so. I, I think, I know you're talking about, like, these are good players on really good teams that won. I just think if you're going to see a defenseman put up that many points in a season right now, their focus isn't playing defense. I don't think it's possible. I, I don't think it's possible either because I look at the goaltending, right? And Martin Brodeur is the greatest goaltender of all time. I don't really think there's a debate, and that's me saying it, and I think he's a little bit overrated because of what I've seen. When when the Rangers were playing them in that playoff series, Yeah, Mark Messier was scoring backhand goals against him that never left the ice. He was just sliding them past him. right? I mean, back then, the goalies were just not that good. Brodeur's, what makes Brodeur so good is that he was able to transcend that gap, right, where yeah. it went from where the goaltenders were good at what they had to do but weren't great 
to switching over to the new equipment and still being dominant. So that's why Brodeur is probably the greatest goaltender of all time. But he let in his fair share of just absolutely brutal goals that would never go in nowadays. So As, as every goal he has. Allowed. Correct. Which, listen, I am saying he's the best of all time. But you watch some of those goals, and if Brodeur is letting them in, you can only imagine what the average goaltender in the oh, league yeah. back then was, was allowing. So I personally don't think it happened. But the reason I was thinking about this is because the NHL Network was doing breakthrough um, players. And they mentioned Adam Fox, who just won a Norris Trophy. So, oh, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a breakout season. Yeah. Like, come on. First of all, if that wasn't a breakout season, winning a Norris Trophy in your second year. Then he's then, scoring 100 points. <laughs> so Exactly. That's what I said. And I was like, okay. So if he's going to score 100 points, when was the last time somebody did that? And clearly it hasn't happened in a very, very long time. But people around the Rangers community, including Brian Leach himself, are very high on Fox. And that's his comparison right now is could he become that next Brian Leach? And if he is, then maybe we'll see because he, he gets all the time. But I'm looking at it. If he puts up 70 points next season, I'm like, you know what? This kid had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. And 70 is definitely within reach over 82 games for him. He put up almost 50 in 56. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for Fox. It's crazy because what he did last year was just amazing. And if the Rangers made the playoffs, it's on. I mean, you got to clap it for Fox. Of course, team effort. But he pretty much put the team on his back and said, Watch this. And he just was a highlight machine on offense. The goals he was scoring and on defense, he was great. And that's one of those guys that, again, he was so good offensively and it didn't show a fault in his defense abil- defensive abilities. Look at all that. If you name the top five offensive defensemen in the game, you, you got, I know you hate it. Victor Hedman's up there. Of course. But I know you don't like that, but it's Victor Hedman. You look at... I love say, Victor Hedman. I just didn't think you should have won the Norris. You could, last year. you could say Brent Burns. I mean, Dowdy. We're naming names that are might have been out of the spotlight. But look at how like Brent Burns isn't great on defense. Victor Hedman is not a great defenseman. Defensively, statistically, doesn't it's not pretty. But he scores goals, and everyone loves goal scoring. So you look at you name defensemen that all right, they score off uh, goals and they make plays in the offensive zone, and they also play on real defense. I mean, PK Subban is probably the epitome of that when he was killing it. With um, you know, he gets traded to Nashville and he scores goals. Everyone's like, oh, "Great, not a great in his own zone." A lot of these defensemen, because off- it's like it, it's literally compare every sports are very similar in that way. You look at baseball; it's all about home runs. Yep. You know, doesn't matter that guy that can lay down a bunt or make that a great play in the field. It's like you better hit a home run. So they'll take the you know. It's not like you. It's, I think the comparison would be a guy that gets on base. And hits home runs. You don't really see that often, but we don't think about that. We think about the guys that just crush baseballs. How about getting on base? You're talking about in hockey, seeing guys score goals and make plays in the, the offensive zone. How about doing like the minimum in your own zone and getting getting job locking people down, keeping people to the outside? I mean, PK Suman gets embarrassed like once a game, but you think about him and it's like he's got a cannon. Like Shea Weber is probably actually a, a very good. You know, Shea is a great defenseman, and he scores goals. He hasn't scored nearly as much as he had. It's on the decline. I think his defense has gotten better as he's realized he's not the offensive player he once was. But you you very rarely see a guy that puts it all out there offensively and is also able to play a very very strong. I mean, he won the Norris. Fox think... won the Norris, and Fox would have won the best defense. The, like you know, this obviously you have Adam Pellick. You have defensemen that are really good at their job, but yeah, Fox he... all around. Fox is not the best defensive defenseman in the league. I would no. say it's between Pelic and Slavin, but when you look, his, his correct defense, because he was offense. good enough defensively where he was the number one defender and he still scored, which is why he's the Norris candidate. Adam Pelic is that good defensively, but yeah. the Islanders in general don't score as much as the Rangers had to last season because the and Rangers' defense wasn't as good. Exactly, I mean, it's not it a knock on, on Pelic. It, it depends on your t- yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, Pelic, Pelic's best defense in the league. If Pelic could find a way to score twenty goals somehow. He would, win, he would win the Norris. Oh, it would be like that. Listen, I hate show. the Islanders, but I have been on record numerous times as saying how much I enjoy watching Adam Pellick play. Not when he plays the Rangers because nothing happens because that's how good he is. But if you come down his side, there is not one player that's going not, around him. You're not, And you're not cutting to the middle. And I would say the closest thing to a perfect two-way defenseman that we've seen probably the last 15 years 
was Eric Carlson on Ottawa. Yeah. Eric Carlson prime. on Ottawa was playing like 25 minutes a night. He would shut down other pair, uh, other teams' top forwards, and what then about, he would score. What about Dowdy? Dowdy's up there too, but Eric Carlson had 82 points in the season. Yeah, no, nah, and then he broke his foot. That that guy was – he played on a broken foot against yeah, the, the Rangers. Playoffs, beat the Rangers they in were the playoffs. so close. from the goal line. Uh, they lost to the Penguins. Penguins in game seven. And the Penguins played the Sharks? Uh, or was that their, I, that their second? The Penguins won they, the Cup that year. They won the back Rangers would have won the Cup that year. That that was the, the year we were at school, and that was when they John Gabriel Pajot had like seven hundred fifty-two goals, and we went to a spring fling that day, and I was, we were waiting on the line, and I was like, "You got to beat this guy again." I wanted to throw something at his head. I hate. That's why when the Islanders got him, I was like, "I'm going to kill this guy." But <laughs> and then he, he scores against the Rangers in his debut on, on an awful goal. That that was the one off the back wall, right? Where yeah, it, just it hit off the glass, there. and no one knew where it was. And Patrick goes, "I found it," and then just shoved it into the empty net. But did they, was that the? I think that was the first of their back to backs. So I remember they beat they beat Nashville in a cup too. They beat Nashville in a cup, and they beat San Jose. I remember being in a hotel room watching the Nashville. That might Penguins. have been the first. That might have been the second. We were we were either at a tournament or something when Penguins were playing Nashville because I know Ottawa got so close. Who did they? Who did the Penguins beat in the what the other cup to get to the cup final? I mean, in the East, we got to think had, about this. It now. was either Tampa or Boston, I would think. Or they, I don't think they beat Washington in the conference final. I got to look it up, Brendan. You do have to look it up. I I think it was the first because. The Rangers lost to Ottawa the year after they lost to Tampa in the conference final. I just got to gotta look it up. They I'm went so conference. Tired. I, just t- I just typed it into my app store, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not going to help. They went cup conference, second round, and then first round. And then All right, so they beat Nashville in 2017 for their back-to-back. So that means they beat San Jose the year prior. There you go. I gotta find all right, so twenty seventeen Penguins twenty seventeen cup run. Because I am pretty sure Ottawa was one of them. Because Ottawa was like ever so close. Um, let's see. Well Ottawa was one of them. Yeah, so let's say playoff bracket. Alright, so Pittsburgh beat Ottawa in twenty seventeen. And that was their second. So twenty sixteen cup run, let's see. You have a flyer out on who they beat, Brendan? Test your knowledge right now. I, I want to say it's Boston, but I'm probably wrong. Let's see. Let's see here. Playoff bracket. Should have gone with your gut. It was it was Tampa. They beat Tampa in seven. But imagine Ottawa beats the Penguins. No, because the <laughs> Ottawa was never going to beat the Penguins. Ottawa got hot at the right time. That was the year that Craig Anderson took over. I'm not sure if that was the year his wife no, was diagnosed. No, no, no. That's not when he took over. Craig Anderson? Like, no, Craig Anderson not. was very good during that postseason run. Yeah, when you say took over, though, he's been on Ottawa forever. He didn't take over. But he just he went played off. great that postseason. Oh, run. yeah. I thought, okay, I thought you meant like he just I, Like, I don't know if that was the year his wife got diagnosed and then he went on, like, that run. Oh, I, I don't think that was, I think that was later. I, I, I don't, don't know if was, it was it either. Might have been. But like we're all we're jumbling stuff together. But not to discount anything, <laughs> Craig Anderson played great that postseason, and the the Ottawa Senators were getting contributions. So Ottawa but lost the Rangers would have dummied Pittsburgh. That Ottawa that Rangers team, games. correct? It, it, I'm saying they got hot at the right time, but that Rangers team was the best all around team that they've had. I thought in that whole entire ten year stretch of runs, because they had into the Cup final already. They were keeping everybody intact. And then once they yeah. lost in the second round, it went downhill after that. But we got to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the Islanders and Rangers projected lineups for the coming season with training camp only like three weeks away. Ooh, stay with us. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, welcome back to episode 46 of the Back Check. Got about 10 to 12 minutes left of the episode here. And Rangers and Islanders, obviously it's going to be a fun season for both of them. The Islanders have No, it's these, not. The Islanders have no one rostered yet. Yeah, the Islanders have four players on their roster, which means they're going to start the season shorthanded. But the Islanders have those expectations of Stanley Cup or bust. I mean, I think that's fair at this point. Back-to-back conference finals losses to... Uh, an absolute juggernaut of a team in Tampa Bay, and well aware. Lead, leads you to b- ask the question of if there was no Tampa Bay, what would happen to the Islanders <laughs> over the last few <laughs> seasons? Islanders would be a dynasty, brother. Correct. That's something that <laughs> they they could actually have one of those teams that they won four straight years, and then they could have their second version of that. I mean, right? That second version of that is winning too, because you're not like even though Tampa believes they're going to win a third, it's just not happening. I don't As, think it will either. I think if they, they do, good for them. But I, I just don't think with, they lost so much in the salary cap era. I mean, look back at the, the Islanders dynasties and the, the Oilers. I, there was no salary cap. There was no, we have to get rid of our, uh, like the depth players are what wins you those cups. And Tampa lost pretty much their depth. I mean, they're going to have guys come in, of course. The Tampa always finds a way to do it. But it's just going to be too difficult. But yeah, the Islanders probably have two cups. And Stefan's in a in a dandy mood, probably <laughs> just like living life. This podcast would have never started because I would not be able to talk to you if they had one two cups. But um, <laughs> it, and then the Rangers have these expectations to make the postseason with the no, moves they, that they made this offseason. season. If they don't make it, there's going to be a lot of discussion about what they did if they don't make it. Um, even if they do make it, you gotta you you know it's gotta work in the playoffs. You gotta find a way to. I mean. It's, you got to see these young guys. It's take a, a tough step. situation because they are still so young. I think that people are kind of overlooking that too. As much as I want to say they're pencil them into the playoffs right now, that this team's average age is still ridiculously young. So it's going to be interesting. But one thing that I can say is that they will put up a lot more of a fight, but on bum, than they did over the last couple of seasons. Very good, Brendan. Very That's a good. very good That's one. That was, you know, that was top notch. I wasn't half asleep. I'd clap. I clap. Very good, Brendan. Um, yeah, I think first off, we're gonna have to see that physicality during the whole season. They want the Rangers' goal is to be a team that lights the lamp and is very difficult to play against, where you're always looking over your shoulder, pressure the opposing defense because that's what guys like Ryan Reeves does. Even Goudreau, they go. I mean, Goudreau is not a fan favorite amongst Islander fans for cross-checking Brock Nelson in the playoffs. Dirtier player in every game, and there's in the an playoffs edge. especially, there's an edge, and you try to get away with things, and that's how you win in this sport. You get it, you cheat in the face-off dot. You, you cross-check someone when the ref's not. I mean, come on, that's it, that's hockey. If people complain about that, like of course the Brock Nelson cross-check to his neck, dirty as heck. But it's playoff hockey. I don't look at it like, oh, you're trying to kill Brock Nelson. No. You're trying to get every advantage you possibly can in a game where you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, the hardest thing to win in all the sports. You're going to do whatever it takes to make those little plays that, yeah, like like Kucherov, knowing that Kucherov is hurt, crushing him every chance to his shoulder when you can or his back. Oh, that's that's unethical. You shouldn't do that. Have, that's how you do it. What? That's He's how playing. you win. You're, 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 they took the risk by putting him in the lineup. You have to make you have to make him hurt. I mean, like, that's how the sport works. That's how every sport works. You go to a team's weakness. It doesn't matter if it's, oh, my God, you're mean. Like, come on. It's hockey. Like, you're going to crush someone that has an injury, hoping that you hurt them more. I mean, you just, you just slash people really hard when the ref's not looking. It's, well, it's you have to cheat to win, though. Every sport, you cheat to win. Not in baseball, not steroids, like not like that. But every little advantage in football. You could land on someone's ankle or twist when you're getting. I'm like, you do it. It's just, it's just sports. It's competitive nature. You do everything right. you can to win. Nobody wants to hear that, but that's how it. That's what it takes to win. And if the Rangers could be a team that scares people with their stellar offense, because there's no reason this team can't be top ten in scoring, 
and their defense has looked better, and now they're going to add physicality to their game, which, yes, they'll probably rack up penalty minutes because Ryan reads the penalty machine. Goudreau could get his fair share, of course, but scary team to play against, and then also a team that you're not going to want to go after the youngsters because you'll get your butt whipped because they'll have people... You know, like Reeves, if someone hits Kaka really hard and decks him, Ryan Reeves is dropping the gloves and taking that guy out. And he's probably winning that fight. I can't wait for fight night in game one of the season when the, the Rangers play the Capitals. And oh, he Ryan better Reeves answer the bell, man. Tom, I, for opening minute, put Reeves and Wilson out there. Let it happen and just... That's going to be... A, is that on TNT or ESPN? Like you better say, say NBC. No, TNT. I know, but I, I watched your mouth say N. I was trying to think of the the name, but um, I I think that the Rangers, by making these moves, are trying to abuse opposing defenses more so than the fighting aspect. Because yeah. Gujero can fight, but he's not going to fight often. Ryan no. Reeves is the fighter on this team, but Gujero's um, a pest. He correct, but that's what I'm saying. So if you can put them out there, right, and I don't even think Gujero's going to be on the fourth line, but if you could put these guys out there where you have a guy like Goudreau on a third line that has some younger kids, and then you have a fourth line where you could continually go four-check hard, abuse defenders. Come the third period, you're going to see these defenders be a little more cautious. You're going to see gaps start to open up. And if gaps are opening up for younger kids like Lafreniere and Kako to start dangling and doing their thing, that makes them dangerous. And for everyone that said trading Pooch, oh, who's going to score now? Losing one player out of your top nine is going to change the whole entire scoring. If that's the, the case, team. and you lose with Demers, then your team's not a playoff team anyway. So. Correct. Okay, get over that. All right, you're hoping that that fifty something points that he finally had last season is made up for twice by these two rookies in Kako and Lafreniere. I mean, isn't that the goal of why you drafted them one and two? I know Kako hit the gym. He's big boy now. Listen, he's grinding. He, I'm very hard on him because offensively there should be seven to eight more levels to his game and he just doesn't show those glimpses but defensively last year complete 180 he was an absolute animal uh, defensively and the analytics even helped him out where the year before that they were actually crapping on him so the fact that he is that good turning around that way it leads me to believe that he's willing to put in the work each and every offseason to get better overall and the fact that his defensive game is now increasing well, the next step is getting that offense back to that NHL-ready level. And if he could do that this year, he's going to be a complete player, which has, gets me excited. And you also have a great coach in Garagalan behind the bench. Finally. And he brought in the players. I know I know there are people who are writing, well, the coach doesn't bring in the players. Jury didn't hire Gallant to ignore his opinion. Like Gallant was very involved in who he wants in because at the end of the day, yeah, the general manager makes the decisions. You're not bringing in players the coach doesn't want to coach. You want to bring in players the coach is willing to coach and wants to coach and the game plan. Again, we just talked about it. They want to be tougher. I guarantee Gallant went to Jury and said, here are a list of players I want on my team. See if you can make it happen. And he got a few of them. I, I, I mean, I'm not in the room. I have no idea. But, you know, Brent, before we end this show, let's let's predict some lineups here. I, I mean, we're on the Rangers, so we might as well talk about them first. Again, the Islanders are missing players, quote-unquote, who signed, who not. I'll obviously... I believe who is signed and it's not official, but you can go with the Rangers first. I'll go with the Islanders, and then we'll close this baby out. All right, so their lineup, it's hard. It's hard to to say who's going to be in it because they're still connected to Eichel, and if he comes in, then you don't know who's going to be. But he's not starting on the team, so let's say opening night. Correct. Okay, opening, well, it's still the picks, but say the rosters don't change. Uh, I'd say it's Mika Zibanejad, Kako, and Lafreniere as your top line. I would give them both the chance to go up there. I would say that Strom, Panarin, and Kratsov, because that Russian connection would be line two. Um, I would have Goudreau centering Edel and Kreider as your third line. And I would have Reeves, Rooney, and Sammy Blay as your fourth. Defense stays the same. You just add Lundqvist and Brendan Smith spot. So you have Fox, Lundgren, Miller, Truba, Lundquist, and who am I forgetting? I'm blanking on somebody right now. Nemeth. Oh, yeah. Patrick, Patrick Nemeth. Nemeth. They just signed, and then you have Shesterkin and goal. So a lot deeper forward-wise than I think they were the last couple of years. Um, defense should be better. You added a shutdown D-man who's going to be stay home and might actually be the perfect complement to a Lundquist-type player who – likes to move with that puck and be more two-way so frees up the ice for him we'll see but 
Kreider being on your third line alongside Edel, who looked like he was poised to break out before injury. Correct. Uh, you're going. You're going to have pests. And by the way, Kreider's like a big dude. I don't know if people realize how fast, how big he is because of how fast he is. But him forechecking you next to Goudreau and giving them space for Edel is a good combination too. That's what I would go with. Crashes the net very well. Yeah, good. That's how it should. And he was tripped when he went into Price. And you, all you have to do is watch replay. So what do you think about the, the Islanders yeah. So uh, the biggest question right now, for, two big questions is, one, are they going to bring in a superstar to play alongside Barzell? All the answer is probably going to be no. Unless, again, we don't know. Lula Marilla is a genius. The fact that Tyler Shetland hasn't been traded yet just shows me that he's probably not getting dealt. The medical, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't trust an agent or a doctor coming out and saying it. I would have to see his shoulder in person. And he's saying he's 100% healthy, but no one's 100% healthy. And no one, after three shoulder surgeries, is 100% healthy. I personally wouldn't do it. I have a lot of faith in Oliver Wallstrom that I'll eventually get to that right-wing spot alongside Barzal. And I think Lee and Barzal complement each other very well in their styles. But we know how Trotz works. He does not like to throw veterans out there. Uh, excuse me, rookies in the in big minutes on the top line when he has veterans that have proven that they could do it. So... We have one minute left. All right. Well, we could go over. It's not, and I'll just cut it. Okay. So you know, I got I got Lee Barzell, Paul Mary to start. I think if Mary can get back to his scoring ways, he's been one of the more consistent scorers in the NHL. I know he had a really bad last season, but he joined the Islanders, struggled when before the playoffs, and then was pretty solid in the playoffs. You got your second line of. Bavillier, Nelson, Bailey, that line when they're hot, they're they're just dominant. I mean, when they're cold, it's bad because they're all streaky players. But when they're hot, that's a line they could get going. And right now in the Debuty League, Brock Nelson is going off. And while that league means absolutely nothing, if that can help his confidence going forward and he can start the season hot again, Islanders have a huge 13-game road trip to start. They need their second line. And if he can start, it's about the man in the middle centering that line to get that line going. If he's hot and that goes, oh boy, that's going to be a hard line to stop. Third line with Parise coming in. He's coming in. Stop saying he's not fans. He's, he's on the team already. Give me a break. It's going to be Parise, Pajot, Wallstrom. I love that line. I do like Palmieri with them and swap Wallstrom. I just think those three as veterans playing together would be great. But Wallstrom, another year to learn, another year to t- step, take a step forward with Parise. I mean, he's a heck of a guy, hard worker. You could learn a lot from that guy. And I think he can get back to scoring. I'm not saying he's going to score 30 goals, but... He sort of wasn't played in Minnesota because they wanted the youngsters to play again. He was bought out because, quote-unquote, from Bill Guerin, it was time to move on. So I think Parise in this system, it works. Defensively, he's a great defensive player as well. And then your fourth line is your NC squared line. I mean, you got Martin, Sezikis, Clutterbuck. Yes, Sezikis is back, guys. Oh, my. Sezikis is back on the team. That's a fourth line that went healthy. Quote unquote, the best fourth line in hockey, but it's just it's about what they bring to this team. It's their identity, and without them, They'd, be, they'd have a hard time figuring out who's going to step up and take that role. And on defense, the biggest question is who fills Letty's role. Puck moving defenseman on that second pairing with Mayfield. Are they bringing someone in? Someone from the minors is going to step up. Right now, it's it, it's Pelic Pulak as your, your top pair. Mayfield, you don't know who steps in in that spot. You have Green and Dobson. Could you put Green on, on the second line defense? You could. I don't know if they want to. I think he could still play top line minutes. I mean, I know he's older. He's up there in his upper 30s, but he's still defensively sound. You have Ajo in the minors. You have Hickey. Do they sign a defenseman? Do they trade for a defenseman? I know they've been on in on Vince Dunn, but probably not going to happen now with his contract extension. So, I mean, Sir Valley said the other day that the only team that thinks that could give Carolina a run for their money in the Metro is the Islanders. Now, Carolina is going to have to show me with their goaltending that it's going to be okay because you have Anderson there, you have Mrazic. Is it going to work out? Mrazic's been great. Does it work out? I don't know. I, it's a lot of pressure on a guy that, you know, he's played well with Toronto and Anderson. He's getting better defense, you would think, in Carolina. Is, if their goaltending tandem takes off, I mean, that's, yeah, they're going to be a top team. That's a, that's a high praise from a guy like Sorvali to say the Islanders are the team to give. Carolina run for their money. It's going to be about regular season success to the Islanders. It's about consistency. You know, you want to bring in top talent. I can see this over and over again. Great. Bring in the Tarasenko. Landis guy would have been great. It's about the guys you have in the roster stepping up. There's no way, reason Bavillier can't score 30 goals. Like, it's time. Streakiness aside, you got to stop being streaky. You're not going to, you know, it's great. You go on these streaks when you score goals and, you know, you light the lamp, but then you go dry for 20 games in a season. And it's just, it can't happen. So looking at this Islanders lineup, did they improve? I think they did. 
I'm not saying they improved offensively, just more well-rounded. I think if he Komarov's great defensively, no, obviously he's not an offensive talent. You take him out of that lineup now. You have Anders Lee on your top line back healthy. Parise has a third line depth guy. Hopefully Palmieri gets back to the way he, you know, he could play because he's again a power play guy. He he should be producing more than he was last year. And this defense is going to be rock solid. No Nick Letty, great, but Nick Letty wasn't great defensively last year at all. So I think that the Islanders are geared up to have another strong season, but I want to see a strong regular season. I'm, I'm happy with these playoff runs, believe me, and if they get to a cup final, hallelujah, and they could probably win it with their defense. Finish the regular season as a top three team. Top two team, maybe. Get home ice advantage. Put yourself in a great spot to win. A brand new arena. This is the year. But both the Islanders and Rangers are going to have great lineups. This I know they don't play as many times as they did last year. Only four times this year. Um, but it's going to be a very competitive season. Again, you're back to your regular divisions. This Metro is going to be a tough thing, but there's no reason the Islanders and the Rangers shouldn't be in the playoffs when the season comes to an end. Which would make it very exciting. So thank you all for listening to this episode of The Backcheck. Stay tuned for Couchside Sports on Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports, and we will see you again next week. The Backcheck is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of The Backcheck. Follow the show on social media at BackcheckPod. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.